It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. All right, today we're going <laughs> to... Usually we don't do this. Usually we find a movie that's uh, like on Prime or something like that, some really bad movie to review. But this time, Richard brought this movie to my attention because he went to see this movie in the theaters. This is one that's in the theaters right now as we speak. It's also on HBO Max. It's Malignant. <laughs> Malignant from James Wan. <laughs> James Wan, the same guy who made the Saw movies, and what is it? Uh, uh, the Conjuring, Conjuring films, films um, and produced Annabelle, right? Yeah, produced the Annabelle films. Yeah, and also <laughs> directed Aquaman. <laughs> well, okay. This one, I'm going to say it's worth watching because it's so unintentionally funny that I laughed. All the way through it. Now, there's these people. There's a bunch of people online defending this and saying it's meant to be campy. No, it's meant to be funny. It is not. It's not. It's clearly not. <laughs> it's clearly not meant to be campy and stupid. But honestly, there's a there's a climactic uh, murder scene at, toward the end of the movie where the the mo- monster kills like. A whole bunch of people in a in a jail cell, these women in a jail cell, and it's like, I know it was supposed to be f- a, a horrific scene, but I laughed all the way through it because it felt like watching the Black Knight getting his arms cut off in uh, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like. the dialogue in this is so bad. Like so when awful. I first saw this in the theater, I laughed in the opening scene just at some of the dialogue. <laughs> Like, uh, he he's speaking to us through the radio. It's time to cut out the cancer. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it got so many stupid lines and really bad acting. And really, <laughs> there's no sense of logic in this. The people, no. nobody acts logical in this. Uh, like, at the beginning, what, what's her name? Emily. No. Yeah. Or Madison, whatever. Yeah. You find out later her name is Emily. But it, anyways, uh, she gets her head bashed up against the wall by her stere- her uh, her abusive husband, who's a stereotype, the, the stereotypical yeah. abusive husband type yeah. that you see in horror movies and stuff, <laughs> or on a Lifetime movie. Um, but uh, yeah, he bashes her head against the wall, and she's bleeding for. Uh, really bad, and, and she's instead pregnant. of and yeah, she's and she's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, and uh, uh, and he's like, he's like, well, you keep getting pregnant, and then I keep you and keep you, killing you, my babies. Yeah, you keep letting my babies die inside of you. <laughs> that kind of thing It's so over the so over the top. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, she's he, she's bleeding from the head really hard. Instead of uh, this is the first prob- logical issue where logic isn't used, instead of going to the hospital, she decides to lay down and take a nap instead. <laughs> and she wakes up, and there's blood all over the pillows. Maybe time to go to the hospital. And no, <laughs> nope. not going to the hospital. Nope, nope. Um, you know what, should we just spoil what the thing is? Yeah. it's dumb. Yeah. Okay, so, 
She's got a, a a vestigial twin that's like sharing her body. It's like a parasitic twin, mm-hmm. and it makes her do stuff. And it comes out the back of her head. And it was like, it was like, totally the back of her head and her back and there's like arms coming out of her back like real weird looking little arms <laughs> yeah but then they cut all of that off but they but they have to leave the face to keep her alive and so they shove the face back inside the skull <laughs> but later you see like the skull like splits open and the face comes out that's another logical thing how does that how does that even work um <laughs> like uh, uh, just a split in her skull. And so and since she's doing all these murders, though, right? And and they had, they found a murder weapon. They found the gloves and stuff. DNA evidence would just point them right to her, right? You would think that. Nope. They don't nope. figure it out. No, they, they don't think to do that. Uh, <laughs> and, and then it's got, like, all these powers, and it's kind of like she can, like, climb up walls. And she's got, like, some kind of telekinetic powers that yeah. can, like, uh, speak through a radio, cyclically through a radio, blow out lights. Yeah. Uh, there's one point at the very beginning of the movie <laughs> where basically invisible, and it's kind of, its powers are kind of inconsistent, or it's like, well, the screenwriter is like, well, in this scene, it's going to do this, with, it's going to have these powers, but it never really... They don't have a set of rules for the for the monster. It kind of just does whatever the screenwriters feel like writing. Yeah. There's no it's, real rule set for the monster, what it can and can't do. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> now the monster is going to, Gabriel, the twin's going to do this in this scene. Um, yeah. So it, the, the other thing that's worth watching is um, it's funny to watch Gabriel run around because when he's inside her body, he runs around backward. Yeah, so like and the arms and stuff are moving backwards. And, and it's got that. a really fake looking rubber mask uh, of the actress on the <laughs> back of it to the back of his head. <laughs> it's like they don't even. I mean, it, it's pretty good at like crawling through vents and stuff because it just goes down on its back and like runs. It's weird, but uh, malignant. You got to check it out just for a laugh. If you got yeah. like, and it's like almost two hours long. Yeah, it is. You get um, about halfway through and you're like. How much longer does it have? And you look, and it's not even halfway. <laughs> no, it's over two hours. I know. It's over two hours. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, 150 minutes. Yeah, so um, it's, it's over two hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's on HBO Max right now. It's on there until the tenth, but yeah. it'll be back on there eventually. Yeah. At some point, um, after it goes off of there, they do that with all their movies. Yeah. Um, Let's. Uh, I think we've said enough about it. Yeah, I. Go watch it if you can watch it for free. I went and go to the yeah. movie theater and paid for it. I have, like we've discussed, I have that Regal Pass, so I didn't pay any money to watch this piece of crap. <laughs> so. All right, so we did go see a really good movie. We're going to review a, a, a new movie. That's Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to give it... Okay, here's the thing. I don't want to be. I don't want to spoil the movie at all. Okay, uh, I'm going to give the movie itself four stars. Four out of five. That's what I was going with but, for my rating. But because of the mid credit scene, I'm going to give it five out of five. <laughs> yeah, stay for the mid credit scene. Worth I, it. I, yeah, it is, but I don't want to give it a higher rating just because of a mid credit scene. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's a four out of five because 
It's, I mean, it's it's got everything you want as far as, like, a Carnage story. And if you're a fan of mm. Carnage and Venom, you're really going to love well, this. Well, PG-13 Carnage, yeah. you yeah, know, you're not going to see a bunch of... There's a lot of people getting killed, but you, you, you're it's not going to see... camera. Yeah, you're not going to see a bunch of blood or anything. And I understand that some people want it to be rated R and, mm. you know... It's PG-13, so you know what you're getting into. Just set your expectations there. And I will say that kind of ties into the mid-credits scene, why they had to do a PG-13. So Yeah. Well, it's uh, I don't want to I don't want to do any any spoilers. Yeah, I'm not uh, gonna spoil it. It's really good. Um, I really love Tom Hardy. Um, he's great in it. Uh, he he really makes uh the Eddie Brock Venom thing work and. Um, I I really liked uh, Shriek. Um, she's pretty cool. It's cool to see that character realized on screen. Also, just you know, Carnage. Carnage is just it. What's cool about it is they actually used a lot of the comic book um, imagery to uh, animate him because it's just it it looks amazing. I mean, it just looks really cool. Um, the story's really good. I felt that the story was really, really well, well written, and um, you know, it's a, it's a good uh, follow up to the first Venom film, um, and and you're just gonna love it. It's it's yeah. got great action. It's got it's it's funny where it needs to be funny, um, and uh, you know, my my opinion of the first film is I liked it, but I thought it was just okay. I mean, I liked it enough to buy it on mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie is ten times better than that. I yes. think it, the story is a little better. The story is better. Uh, the the uh, the jokes land better. Um, there's a lot. The action's really bad, and I think the action is better. And I think the CGI has been been you know juiced up a little bit. Uh, I think the best the reason for that though is um, Andy Serkis mm-hmm. being you know being a motion capture performer for years, you know, playing Gollum and stuff, him directing, he really knows how to, you know, navigate yeah. the, the the motion capture, and I think that's what really punches up the action right. scenes and makes them flow a lot better. Well, my, my biggest beef with the first Venom movie was the fact that I could barely see it. It was all right. black, almost. It was like watching, well, shoot, this is the same beef I have with uh, uh, the Bad Batch. There's whole sections of Bad Batch. I can't even see what's going on. It's just dark, dark. dark. Yeah, but you know, uh, they didn't have. He was didn't have like vi- the uh, carnage to contrast in the yeah. fight. Yeah. The the fight was like a uh, riot in the first movie. It was like all silver, like dark silver, and that's uh-huh. why you couldn't really make out who is who in that yeah. CGI yeah. fight at the end. But this is much better. This is only about ninety minutes, and it moves at a fast pace. Oh, it it's does. Uh, I, I guess the term is all killer, no filler, and there's really not. It kind of just gets to it. It just yeah. gets to it, and it doesn't, it's not one of those things where it feels too rushed, although some people have said that they think it is, but I didn't feel like it was no. rushed. I felt like it moved at just uh, uh, the right amount, the right pace. It moved. Uh, it moved at the speed of comic book. <clears throat> really. I fe- it felt like I was watching a comic book being played out on the screen more than, more than most. It was pretty great. Anyway, so um, we uh, uh, really loved Venom. I'm, I'm going to say go see it. Venom's mm-hmm. really great. Um, 
but Malignant, man, I, I don't know, dude. You can Island. watch it. I mean, it's it's good for a laugh. I'll say that. I went, it's good for a laugh. Just uh, I wouldn't pay extra money for it. If you got HBO no. Max, if you're a subscriber, just watch it on there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess that's it. Next week yeah. we'll have another movie. We'll watch another really bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> and we are going to see uh, Bond next week, the yep. Daniel Craig's final Bond film. Yep, we'll review that too. All right, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots.